0: You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Write this down. Today, we're talking about what to do when you're not where you thought you would be. What to do when you're not where you thought you would be. Sounds kind of depressing, actually. Why don't you talk about something fun and sexy, like how to spend a million dollars or how to get two cents leads on Facebook. But the reality is that if you are a veteran in your journey, or maybe you're just beginning, you will inevitably come upon a season of your life when you look up and you thought you would be further than you were. You say, what do I do when I'm not where I want to be? What do I do? Talk amongst yourselves. Tell me what you would do. Ben McClellan. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you do that today. What did you do before this Mindset Monday? (laughs) Oh, man. What do you do when you're not where you thought you'd be? As an entrepreneur, there's all these emotions that you're going to have to wrestle with and deal with. You've got fear and doubts and embarrassment and angst and stress and overwhelm. And oh my God, what will my family think? And many of you have probably experienced your fair share of those when uh, you've had to post organic, dirty word, when you've had to post your message and wonder if your friends and family are going to approve of you. There's all of these different emotions. You got to get over all of those. I'm not saying that they're unimportant, but there's nothing that compares in my opinion, to the emotion of disappointment. In my opinion, disappointment is one of the hardest things to catch. It will lurk in the background like a a secret spy and it will slowly begin to make you cynical if you don't catch it. This is really, you know, every emotion that an entrepreneur deals with internally, there is a byproduct that shows up externally. Do you believe that? Oh, yeah. These two are tied together. You can look at somebody's external reality and you can You're skilled enough, you can peg this back to an internal emotion. And typically, what I see is that the byproduct of disappointment is cynicism. So, you better look at yourself right now. You're like, Well, I'm not disappointed, but are you cynical? Are you pessimistic? Because most of the time, people who deal with cynicism, chronic cynicism, they feel like, you know, they're people who look at our ads and they're like, Yeah, right. Most of the time, those people have experienced extreme disappointment in their life. And you know that you're dealing with it when you find yourself in that place. So disappointment, what to do when you're not where you thought you would be. And if this is your brand, your brand new, your first Mindset Monday, welcome to the crew. Glad that you are here and make sure you have something to take notes with because I'm going to blow up on you today and I'm going to change your life. Let me play around with the inner workings of your brain for 30 minutes so that at the end of this session, you have something to ponder that will equip you to go out and make more money. But more than that is you'll be able to help more people because at the end of the day, it's what it's all about. Disappointment. Everybody comes to a place in their life where they're disappointed. They feel like they should be further along than they are. They feel like they've worked this long and this hard for something. And why me? Why is this not happening? Why is it working for Tanner? Uh Uh-oh. Let's bring it close to home. Well, how come, how come Ryan Steenberg is getting results and I'm doing the same thing that he is? These are the voices of disappointment. This is a voice of cynicism. It's a voice of extreme doubt. When you find yourself in this place where you're disappointed, you have two options. And I've actually thought about this quite long and quite hard. And I, I really think that I've actually pared it down to really two options on a macro level. Two ways that you can deal with disappointment. And the first option, number one, is you can chase you can chase. Option number one, when you're disappointed, you look at your life, it's not what you thought it should be or thought it would be, and you're disappointed and you can chase. You can begin to go out and start pining for something new, waiting for that magic carpet to swoop out of the sky and pick you up and tell you that you're special and then put you in a place that you've always wanted to be. This is what most people do. Think about it. Think about it. I'm going to call you out, but it's not from a place of hurting you. It's from a place of really wanting to protect you. This is the option that you're probably leaning towards emotionally in a place of disappointment. Is I'm just going to go chase it. What I'm doing isn't working. Who I'm around right now isn't helping. And you can begin to go chase. And this is where entrepreneurs go to shiny object, the shiny object, the shiny. They're just chasing, chasing, chasing. That's the first option. And Without context, you might seem like, well, chasing doesn't seem so bad. But let me give you option number two. Option number two is you can dig. You can dig. The person who wants to chase says, let me go out and find the new territory that is going to have the gold in the ground. But the person who wants to dig says, let me mine the earth under my feet. Let me build an eye for opportunity. Let me learn to see the gold that is underneath me right now. And I propose to you today that winners are winners, not because they were born special, not because they have better voices and they can sing better than you can, not because they were born more athletic, but winners are winners because when push comes to shove, their instinct is to dig, not to run. Rather than searching around for the watering hole, they choose to dig wells where they are. Write this down. Write it down. It's a writer downer. There is more gold beneath me than around me. There is more gold beneath me than around me. We're just getting warmed up. Ben, is this okay? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm too intense. You can just say, hey, bro, you, back off, the, you back off whatever you're taking right now. <laughs> Bring it. Some of y'all need to get this poster put up in your bedroom. There is more gold beneath me than around me. I don't share this very often because it's not something that is really, I don't think about it a lot anymore. But many of you don't know, I had, I had an extreme amount of disappointment early on in my life that made it possible for me to, when the fire of entrepreneurship caught me in 2014, early 2014 into 2015, there were scenarios in my life before then that were so difficult for me to deal with. That when I had the opportunity and when I began to experience entrepreneurship, it, the fire caught hard and it got really hot really quick. And uh, this is something that when I'm even when I'm on podcast interviews, people are like, how did you do this so quickly? How did you and Chris? blah, blah, blah? It's like, you're a child. I'm like, thank you. It's rude to say, but I get what you're trying to tell me. <clears throat> like 30 years old, making a million dollars a month and you're just like killing it. How did this happen? And I never have time to go into it because it's weird. Sometimes it's weird to talk about the things that hurt you in the beginning, but you know, I always grew up. This is fam here, so I'll go into it a little bit. I always grew up wanting to be—I wanted to be a pastor. In fact, my mom said that when I was a kid, at the very beginning, she uh, she would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I said I wanted to be a cowboy preacher. Come on, a cowboy preacher! I thought that cowboys were so cool, and I also wanted to be a preacher and I wanted to work at a church. And all of those things, and I began early on building. Um, you know, my 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 parents were incredible, and they made me do a bunch that I hated that made me better. And I remember early on beginning to build a plan for me to get into the ministry and to become a pastor. That's what I wanted to do. I feel like you guys are like dropping like flies now. You're like, oh, he wanted to be a pastor. I can't learn from this guy. Anyway, so. Uh, I am, I got a job at a church and I hated it. It was the worst thing ever. And uh, I had an identity crisis because the thing I had always wanted ultimately was like something that was hurting me and it was difficult. When I was a child, we moved to Springfield, Missouri, and we started a church. And I was 16 or I was probably 15 or 16. And how many of you remember the first person you ever dated? Come on. Any, uh, any, is there anybody in the room today that actually married the first person you ever dated? Because that's pretty crazy. That's amazing. Been, did you do that <laughs> or no? No, I did not. No. Do you remember the first person you ever dated though, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Said with such emotion. <laughs> oh. Um, Megan says, oh, gosh, oh, we're going there, Megan. We yeah. are going there today. I remember we were at this church, and we were building this church, and the first person I ever dated, I was like, this is crazy. I'm going to marry this person, and I knew it, and I was like 100%. This is the person. We were like, I was talking to my dad about picking out rings, and about three weeks before my high school graduation, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, that's how young I was. talking about getting married. We found out that my first girlfriend had been uh, cheating on me with the pastor of the church that we had moved to Springfield to build. Wow. And it gets more complicated because the pastor was my uncle and we had moved to Missouri to start this church with my family. And I'm 17, going on 18, graduating a couple weeks. And I don't know if you remember when you were eighteen, but that's a lot to deal with <laughs> when you are just a, a kid trying to yeah, it sounds like a bad novel. It's crazy, it's crazy. and I'm thankful for this. looking back, I'm so thankful because this taught me this literally taught me what to do with pain and disappointment, and it taught me a lot about people and i don't ever I don't ever tell this because people. I don't want to I don't ever want to get to a place where I'm sharing a story to get people's sympathy. So I'm not telling you that because because I you know, I need sympathy. I'm telling you to say, like I've gone through there are people in this in this group who have gone through worse than I have. And they've lost family members. And they've gone through the, the most dire of situations. And maybe you're here for a reason, for you to be able to connect with people who have gone and they've done the hard. But your grid, your grid for what is difficult comes from your experiences. And you fast forward through those difficult situations and there's some disappointment that comes from that because then you start wondering if you did anything wrong to cause that. And and then fast forward to my exit from being on staff at a church and it was the thing that I always wanted and it was awful and it, it almost killed me and I had to transition out of that and then I got into business and for six months I tried to get a client. Nothing worked. I remember coming home one night from Starbucks because I worked a day job and I had to go to work and work during the day, and then I would clock out. And I would go to Starbucks, and I would build my business. And I didn't have a business; I would just like learn how to code. And I remember posting on the internet about how I would help somebody write copy. And I was in this big entrepreneur group. Ben, have you heard this story? No. Not. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I have to figure this out because I have to make money, and my wife is make, makes more money than I am, which is not the point. The point is we're dying, and we have a twenty-five dollar a week grocery budget. I had to figure it out. So I posted in this group and I was like, I think it was like, make your first dollar online. It was like a, a course that I had bought. And this is like 2014. I posted in this group. I was like, I will help you write your copy. And there were over a hundred comments, So I posted it, went to the bathroom, came back, like did some work, looked at it like 30, 30 minutes later, there were a hundred comments on there. And they were all from copywriters telling me how much I sucked. They're like, how can you write copy for someone when you can't even figure out how to give something away for free? And it was cruel and it was mean. And I had another round of being exposed to the depravity of human beings. (laughs) Sounds crazy. I'm going to set this up for you. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave you in the depths of despair. I'm just giving you context to show you where all of this came from. And I came home and Lindsay was making dinner and she's like, oh, what's wrong with you? And I was like, nothing. (laughs) Like ran to my room like a little kid. And We talked about it, and I remember then even having a decision to chase or dig. I had a decision, and I didn't understand that there were these two options, but I had a decision, and I've had decision after decision after decision. We've been sued. We have been stolen from. We have had so many things go wrong over and over and over, and if you look back at the last six years of my life, actually more than that, 10 years of my life, to somebody who is just being inundated for the first time, they see gold gold everywhere they see all of these you know reaping the benefits of this and that and the other but they don't see the pain and there's a problem with that people get into this group and they all they see is wins and they make the mistake of thinking that Tanner never loses they make the mistake of thinking that Steinberg has never lost that I've never lost and I tell you this story so that you understand that there's only winning because of losing you have to go through this process and many of you are on the verge of giving up and or, or maybe not giving up, but going elsewhere and chasing. But there's more gold beneath me than there is around me if you learn how to dig. So I want to give you three keys to digging deeper.